0: or no? did you attend the conference good
1: We're
0: so talking about the rewards the rewards yeah, from, uh, put your mic on okay. well you
1: spoke on the last you spoke on the last day about the rewards and you highlighted like you highlighted a few from okay, revelations 13 1 to 18 you talked about um he who overcomes shall not of a second death, shall not have fear of the second death, which is the lake of fire. I will give some of the hidden manna to eat with the white stone, power over the nations, with the the millennium reign over the nations, rulership over the nations, to the world to come. Um, People shall be covered with white garments. I shall make him a pillar in the temple. That's Revelation 3.12. You just highlighted what I took from that specific day was the rewards of The new man, what are my rewards? When is the time for tribulation? And I wish not fear, and then on Friday,
0: please, as you're coming, close up. Um, let's close up. That Friday. You are talking. Go ahead. I
1: don't, I don't have the notes anymore for some reason. I lost the notes on Friday. Sorry? I lost the notes on Friday.
0: You lost the note. Okay, but did anything enter into your... Okay, so share, share, share. Mm-hmm. What it is that got into your memory. Did anything enter into your memory? That's what I'm saying. Did you capture anything?
1: In the war, Miss Toppe was talking about like what she talking about fellowship with the Lord and then I remember when Speak loud enough Hello? because of Hello? those online. I remember when she talked about fellowshipping with the Lord, also having an intimate intimacy. That's what I took from her. Her preaching and the little little intimate worship that she had which she took before her preaching. But I was fully here on Saturday last week.
0: Okay. So okay no 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 wait, wait a bit so for you, for you interpret all these things that you read out from your notes now interpret the instruction to your person to me okay. let me hear what I
1: shouldn't be I shouldn't be afraid of what Jesus is going to do to the earth in ages to come when he comes back the second time that I should be prepared for my rewards to receive his gift to receive my white garments i should i should also be able to i should be able to wait on the lord i think in some and also be prepared to be his bride i should also take my time to become like him i should be different from the world i think was it you or that said that i should papa was talking about governance i should follow his i should follow the governance of the heavens in order for me to walk in it I should do not, you understand what that means yes, following the governance of the heavens yes, yes. what does it mean so break can, it down um so governance of the heavens means that i should follow the principles or the rules that guide what goes on on the heavens instead of following what goes on in this earthly world so i can be able to Likes function, yeah, function in that realm instead of functioning the earth's frequency. That's what I got from what Papa said. All
0: right, praise God. So has all all these things we shared with now, has it changed your appetite, your daily activities, devotion in uh, any way? Has it affected it in any um, way?
1: I'm constantly reading my Bible every day. Now I don't for I don't miss a day, actually with my brothers. So we have the time that we meet every evening, but we go to bed. So that has been constant throughout this week. So that was and then my watch times have been they are more frequent, unlike I'll do two days, stop, continue another you know, eight days, stop, so I'll be frequent this week.
0: Awesome. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's important that our activities do not become religious. They become religious when we attend meetings, attend conferences. And then we go, our life continues the same way. And that means it has become a religion. Something must have touched us, tampered with some things that we're doing and increased our hunger, increased our walk, increased our pace. Praise God. So like his watch hour, the pace of that watch hour has what? Increased. He used to watch every other day, every two days, every three days. But now he doesn't miss a single day He's not at his watch gate. All right. So what we're doing, for those that just came in, what we're doing is that we're taking a feedback from the conference. Okay, what did we learn at the conference? So I want someone, if you wanted to say something.
2: Praise God. Um, One of the most important take-homes for me is the what I would say was the anchor verse, which is Revelation 1, the beginning part. which please, is the- Whenever
0: you're speaking, always consider online so that we can stop getting this result of volume is too low, we're not hearing. So put the mic and media, please help us ensure you increase the volume of whoever is speaking.
2: Hallelujah! Okay, so one of the most important um, take homes for me is from the beginning part of Revelation, Um, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. My take home from that verse is that God has given a revelation of a person called Christ unto us. And the essence of that revelation is to do something with it. And those things must be done quickly. It says things which must shortly take place. And I'm seeing that there are events in the heavens and the earth. And for the events in the earth, it is my and our responsibility to make sure that those events happen. By the time we join it, to some extent in the book, John is given a little book and he eats. And the essence of eating that book is to be able to prophesy. And so this revelation is given to us not just to do activities, but to become. So we have to become prophecy. Someone, one of the speakers that highlighted the part that said the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so, going home is going home for me was these things that have been revealed. Uh, Papa talked about. Pastor Francis Sibo talked about a, a, the, the Bible being like a treasure map. Or the book of revelation being a treasure map to the entire bible so the entire scriptures the law the prophets the psalms everything is captured in this book called revelation and so we have to give ourselves to figuring out the pieces of the treasure map till it takes us to um, god's eternal purpose and so for me going home is going home for me was just um, there was that increase in the hunger to figure out or find out what exactly is this purpose what is my allocation in this purpose of the things which must shortly take place what what are the things i'm supposed to be doing to make sure that the things which must shortly take place will shortly take place so that's that's in my it's very practical in my head that's that's my take home
0: hallelujah what is your own role in the things which must shortly take place praise god All right, so anybody else? Okay, Sister Alice. We also would like to have questions if anyone had. So between that time and today, if there are things that you've um, meditated on, thought about, and you have questions on them, let's look at them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So what I
3: What Papa
4: about,
5: about has the processes that took place during the in the garden? So he made mention of. I just want to what really not, uh, touches my life, which I eventually went on walking, about the authority that was meant for man, which was meant for me, that was ordained for man to come into by God, which they, uh, they eventually lost it. So he went further mentioning things like, um, no, that even the animals... They were supposed to hear our voice and obey us. That was God's original plan. That we were supposed to take authority over them, dominate. No, they were meant to be under us, and so likewise every other creature that God created. So, but as a result of the the the, the fall of man, so we miss that opportunity. So and um, uh, actually uh, he went asking questions about that garden what was the, the the what was the purpose what he asked various questions and give room to people to respond. What was that garden of Eden? With some mention that it was a place of learning. Praise the Lord. So, I actually see that based on the explanation that the, the Garden of Eden was a place where we come and learn Christ, where we're supposed to learn Christ, where the Spirit was governed by the Spirit of God. And that, that, that explanation, that very day, was very, very clear to me because I personally have an um, encounter with that. Uh, Garden of Eden. So when they were explaining it that very day, I gained more explanation and more interpretation that that place is a place where we go and have encounter with the Lord. Where we're supposed to fit in the life with in the life with the life of Christ. That tree is the Spirit of God that we're supposed to fit with. So it was very, very, you uh, no, know, for me. And me knowing my, my, my rights as a child of God, that the, the the whole creations are waiting for my manifestation. So until then, will the world be redeemed? Until I am being manifested? Until I am, I have come into my life, into my authority, and understanding standing and stand, my granddad my generation will be redeemed. And even the heroes that are waiting for us, for me to come, to manifest, so that they too, according to Mama, that those heroes, they are not completed without me, and I am not completed without them. Praise the Lord.
0: Hallelujah. Praise God. Anybody else that... Brother Francis has something to say. Francis, make um, sure. Uh,
6: Good afternoon, everyone. Afternoon. So, um, for me, it was uh, more of, you know, the fact that I used to wonder what informed the fervency of. You know, those saints of old, what did they see that we don't tend to see, you know? And going through that book or going through the conference and a lot of the teachings was able to make me see that, you know, there's so much to look forward to. The glory of the city, of the bride, of what we become, you know the things that will shortly happen, but it's not something to be afraid of. It's actually something for us to look forward to. The fact that you know um, Paul, the saints—I mean Peter, all the apostles, all the other disciples—they had, you know, this encounter that the world just didn't mean anything to them. And for a lot of Christians, people who have been on this journey for years, we still struggle so much with the flesh, struggle so much with the world. So what did they see? And for me, I think I was beginning to get a glimpse of why so many things really don't matter. You know, so, so many things shouldn't matter. You know, you'll be able to press into God. You'll be able to, because there's something you're looking for, you're even looking forward to the coming of your husband, you know, as the bride. If he's your husband, you know, typical marriage, uh, the husband goes on a journey out of the country, or you know, and it's a relationship of love. So definitely, by the time you you are expecting his coming, you are always looking forward to his coming, and this is the disposition we should have. So there are things we need to do to enable him come, you know. So. You know, towards that end, when we say the spirit and the bride say, Come, you know, they are longing for that coming. So everybody is waiting for his coming. And you begin to see that, okay, if I can just, he that has this hope purifies himself. So what do I need to do to continually, pur- you know, purify myself? And, you know, so those things were things I could relate to and begin to practice. So for me, it was just that vision of who I can become and how it informs my choices now.
0: Wow, that's that's a major shift, right? That's good. That's awesome. I believe that's awesome. That's a catching a glimpse of eternal judgment, resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment, which is core to perfection. Without it, nobody can be perfected because your judgments of what you see, what you hear, would still dominate your life. You would still be wrong. Okay? And until those judgments become the judgments of the Lord, you are not running a perfect race yet. So that's, that's a major one. I hope we all understood what he was saying. Chinedu, are you okay? Are you feeling sleepy? Are you upset about anything? Okay. All right, so anyone else? Okay, Francis.
4: Okay, so um, when the conf- I had an expectation <coughs> I had an expectation uh-huh. for the conference and my art posture was, I just want something I can grab and go with. Not knowledge, sorry. Not something I can, I want to hold on to something and go. And a um, few things that were shared that I really took home. Um, I think we you we were going to make that statement or one of the ministers that said that the glory of this current health is in the strength of men. Like, why this health still feels so alive is because we are desiring it and um, is in our strength. So if you're not focusing on it anymore, it doesn't become relevant. So, and also um, when we talked about the the prophet the prophet that minister unto people and the prophet that minister unto God and how a prophet that a prophet that has to a prophet that wants to minister unto God he has to first understand the need of God for him to be able to minister unto God and that has been a meditation for me that okay God what are your need I know that um He wants sinners sin to come or but what are your need past season like for this um H2, which is like the end of the year, what is your need, and how can I satisfy that need in my own little way, in, in the little things that you've given unto me? Mm-hmm. Like, what is your need for my environment, Lagos, for this place? What are you looking to, like, because if you work in corporate organization, there is KPI, there is goals, and what are your goals for the next three weeks? for the ne- So, like, those thoughts, and actually also practicing some things one thing the conference also gave me the strength to do was, when I got home, there are some things that I started practicing. They were not working yet, though, and they're not working again. They, have, they just started working. But I started having, like, the faith to start practicing them, like some dimension. I mean, you start from desire. After that, you look foolish. Just stay there and practice it. And before you know it, you start having a glimpse of, a glimpse of those things. I've not started having a glimpse of those things yet, but I've started practicing it. So, yeah, those are like the few things I, I, I get from the conference.
0: Hallelujah. All right. Anybody else? Pastor Chidi, please, uh, prepare your heart to take us further. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Anybody else that attended the conference, something you came out of the conference with?
3: So for me I am a couple of things um a, a couple of things. So what 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 I mean about Francis shared just um, seeing that here, here we are worrying from victory like knowing knowing that we actually have victorious, victorious people. And Amazing, yeah. so, like, that can shift your mind. And you tackle life with a new perspective, right? Mm. Like, mm. you see things, and every other thing just seems so little, mm. you know, because now you have the bigger picture. I think that's why it is actually a revelation, because I've, like, we just, walk this earth, and even as Christians, we're not working with that consciousness. So and that's why there's actually a blessing in reading that book. Because the more you put that consciousness in front of you, the more you walk and, and, and live that life with that consciousness. That's like, for me, what I'm taking is to constantly put that word before me and not lose that. Con- yes, because these things tend to dissipate if you are not constantly looking at it. Because we know these things. We know then why do we now, and I'm just like now lose hearts or faint. When we know these things, because we have, it, it has left our face. So that consci- keeping the word before me, maintaining that consciousness. Yes, and I learned that. And I'm also, um, I learned that there are speakings, the speakings that were written. In that book, that we are supposed to prophesy. prophesy, and and until we see the manifestation, so it's not just knowing knowing it. We have to speak it out, and there are specifics in our speakings. And as we speak, that God, we also bring out, bring bring more 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 words from the scriptures in our hearts. And so, so like, yes, I've been more conscious to speak because before, just keep quiet. We, just had knowledge, had knowledge, had knowledge, and not actually deliberately speaking things out. So yeah, and I got that also. There was something if York said too. I've lost that train of thought, but but what if York shared too was really vital for me during the conference. Yeah.
0: Praise God, Hallelujah. We are speaking people. So when people really don't speak, uh, things don't change. Okay, so whatever faith life, whatever you are acquiring in your journey in faith, you must give voice to it. You must give voice to it. As you hear, you speak. As you hear, you speak. As you see, you speak. Okay? Because somehow, somewhere, somehow, speaking has been attached to our progress. Speaking has been attached to the performance Of the will of God on the earth. Right? So when you see, you must what? Prophesy. Son of man, prophesy. Right? Praise God. That's why they are asking. Is it that God doesn't know what he's seeing? Can an angel not say it? So why are they asking son of man to prophesy it? Okay, son of man, prophesy that these dry bones. Why did they tell him to prophesy that the dry bones shall live? Because if he doesn't prophesy it on the earth, it will not happen. It will not happen. Okay? Now, just open your eyes and read scriptures a bit more closely. Go to the Old Testament, the prophets, and read scriptures a bit more closely. You will see that each time there is a movement of God, somebody has to speak it forth. They must instruct somebody to say it. Okay? When they ask you, what do you see? You say what you have said, and then they will say, okay, now, say it well, or prophesy it. You see that all over Jeremiah, Ezekiel, um, um, Isaiah. So when I hear some preacher say it's by talking, I'm like, do they know what they are talking about? Do they don't know what they are talking about? Now, there's a place for meditation. Every place, every instruction, every practice has its place, has it, what it is doing. But to cause things to come to pass on the earth, To deliver the judgment of people. Recently, I told the prophetic people I speak with, you know, more regularly. Here, I told them in Revelation, when you sit down to meditate and God shows you anything, prophesy. If they show you anything that has to do with an evil program or what whatever is happening, I say, bring judgment instantly as you are seeing it. Prophesy, declare it, declare, declare the judgment, declare the judgment of the Lord. On what you are seeing. If it is something that someone is meant to come into. A blessing that someone is meant to come into. Don't just see it and keep quiet. Declare it. Prophesy it. Now that's how we see the performance of the things that somebody shares something with you. This is what I saw. Don't keep quiet what you saw. Prophesy it. If it's a judgment, declare it. Because it's your words that will empower the atmosphere. And that's the reason for the revelation. The reason they are showing you is so that you can what? Say it. Now that you're saying it is the prophecy. Do you understand? So even when you want a change in your life, want a change in your atmosphere, feed that change with the word of God and then prophesy that word. Declare it. Don't just keep quiet. There are many things that will not happen. You can have all the knowledge, you just have a big head with tiny legs. Your legs can't carry you, so you wobble. It's true. Big head is a head that is full of information. And tiny legs are feet that are too small to walk. They can't carry the weight of the head. So you even look, you look weird, right? Big head. Somebody draw it. Francis, draw it and shoot it on the screen. (laughs) 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 praise the lord hallelujah so you know so much and very little is being accomplished part of the reason is because you are not what speaking you are not talking from a place of power so when you are also speaking ensure that you speak as an oracle of god the bible says if any man speaks let him speak as an oracle don't talk empty words. Don't speak as if you are a feeble person. Speak as one that is carrying the dominion of the earth in your hands. That you have authority. And when you are talking to someone that has authority, the person that you are talking to knows. Huh? If a child comes here, uh, can I take uh, Can I take that tissue? Or the child is playing with the tissue. Uh, don't take it now. Uh, don't take it. Uh, don't take it. You know what the child will do? The child will take it. The child, child will take it and tear it up right in front of you. And you will say, Ah, did I not tell you not to take this thing? And the child will laugh. And throw some of the tissue down. And use it and scatter the place. And you will say, Ah, uh-uh, Kenneth, stop it. And the child will laugh more. And scatter the place more. Do you know that's how some people raise their children? Naturally. And that's why they have rebellion in their homes. But if the child comes, don't touch don't touch it. Don't take it. The child knows. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So please, let's, when you are speaking, speak as one with what? Speak as one with what? That's how to speak as an oracle of God. And that is the instruction to us. It says, if any man speaks, let him speak as an oracle of God. When the oracle speak, everyone listens. So don't just speak, eh, will it happen? Will it happen? Let me not? Let me just say, Isha. Let me just say, Isha. So that's your let me, not, let me just say, Isha. You, you are delaying God, though. We're wasting wasting time. We need to buy back time that we've lost. So God is raising a speaking generation. A holy priesthood. There is no priesthood without voice. Eh? There is no priesthood without voice. Every priesthood has a voice. That's why they do incantations. Eh? There is no diviner that doesn't talk. It's only Christian diviners that... mm, There is no diviner that doesn't talk because the strength of their power is in their speech. it's in their divination. That's why there is no divination. That's why the Bible says, "Every tongue that shall what rise against, because they are talking. They are not just doing. They do. They talk. They hear. They talk. They talk to their idols that amount to nothing. The reason why those things are working is because you, you are keeping quiet. Because the Bible says, "Every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall what." How do you condemn it? Is it by shaking your head? You shake your head. Inside your mind, you are saying, I disagree. No. If you don't talk, you'll be shaking your head and things will be happening. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, s- anyone else? If you wanted to say something, I hope you haven't lost it. Okay. So we're taking a stock, for those that just joined, we're taking a stock of what happened, what we learned at the conference. So everyone is given an opportunity to share something. In the next 15 minutes, we'll hand over the mic to Pastor Chudi.
2: I I just wanted to add to what you were saying. We respect to as believers, speaking as the oracles of God and speaking as people having authority. When you said it, what clicked in my head was, um, the children of Israel, or the Israelites, they identified Jesus when he was teach in the temple. Matthew seven twenty nine says, he taught as one having authority and not as the scribes. So there were people that had been teaching them before Jesus came on the scene, and they mm-hmm. didn't teach like people that had authority. Mm-hmm. So the Bible specifically captured it for us, mm-hmm. that it's on the screen, as, as one that had authority.
7: Praise,
0: mm-hmm. God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In fact, you know, these things, um, like I was saying during the conference, I said in 2018, Brother Sadu came. And when Brother Sadu came, Brother, Brother Sadu came to train us in the prophetic. We did the School of the Prophets. And we attended the prophetic school for one week. For that one week, we were not meant to have come in with our phones. We were not meant to have made contact with the outside world. We were just meant to stay in that facility and be trained to hear God for one week. But many of us could not go beyond what was, what He said there, could not even come out with the essence of what they came to do. That's the truth, including myself. But however, the scripture that stuck with me throughout that period till today has been that Revelations chapter 10. I've always had to go back to it, trying to understand that Revelations chapter 10. It was last year that I. Got my first access into it, and I think it was also during this Watchman conference. <laughs> it was during this Watchman conference, and um, and I said, "Oh my God, Oh my God, we are meant to be daily prophesying. We're a people of prophecy. We're meant to be prophesying daily. Let's go to that book of Revelation chapter ten. Let's see. Please, if you learned something at that conference." I would stop what I'm saying shortly. Revelations Revelations chapter 10 verse 7. says, But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound. No, 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 not here. Verse 11. the, The book, right? The angel that came with the book, we took the book, we ate it. It was bitter in our mouth. It was sweet in our belly. I mean, sweet in our mouth and bitter in our belly. I'm sorry. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. Now, this prophesy, you're going to prophesy out of what is in your belly. That thing you ate is what you are meant to what? Prophesy. The judgments of God. Basically, that's what, what it is, right? When you eat the book, when you eat the book, what the book does to you is that it opens your eyes. It enlightens your eyes. It gives you insight into what God is saying, and then what do you do with it, you what prophesy it over nations, over people, over tongues, over kings. So we can't. You want you want to make it. You know why my Bible says that you shall. De- it has been given to us to decree a thing, and it shall be established unto us. Decree is prophecy. Huh? decrees are prophecies. So prophecies that are in line with God's word decrees that are in line they are in agreement with, with the word of God so those things that the word of God has spoken you speak them forth as one with authority as an oracle of God praise God so don't pray and pray like a helpless person and that's what we have been practicing and then you'll be waiting for your prayers to come to pass meanwhile the answer to your prayers I actually were. there were in your hands, you're supposed to birth them. No wonder the scripture says God told Joshua this, this book of the law shall not depart out of your world, out of your way, out of your way, why not out of your mind? Huh? Why not out of your mind? Why did he say out of your mouth mouth? Why didn't he why didn't he say keep it in your memory? Huh? Or keep it in your hearts? Let it stay there. You will f- Christ will be formed in you as you are meditating. Why did he say out of your mouth? This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. He said, You shall meditate on it where? Day and night. And therein, uh, so that you can observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way. Thou shalt make who? Thy way. So you are the ones that will make your own way prosperous. But we complain. Ah, God has not done this for me. Oh, God has not done that for me. Ah, God has not done this for me. And God will be looking at you and saying, I've given you everything. I don't even have it. It's not in my hands. It's in your hands right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, anybody else? I just wanted to hammer that in. Oh, okay, David. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
8: All right. uh, uh, In the last conference, uh, one of the things, a lot of things were were being said, but one of the things that stood out for me, which I want to lay a little emphasis on, uh, is when Mama was teaching, Pastor Tunez Reciba was teaching, uh, all right, was teaching the scripture you read now. Uh, The first time I I heard that scripture was 2021. So that conference was like a second time. Not that I've not been reading it. It was like second time to me. And that scripture was being opened to me. So uh, when Mama was reading that scripture that particular day, uh, few things were being opened to me as she was talking. Uh, uh, number one, uh, she was talking about, in short, after the conference, after the teaching, I, my prayer life changed. Even the people are leading prayer, change. I understood the place of praying in the spirit and the place of prophecy. You know, uh, when we we'll pray in the spirit, what we we'll do, and then we'll begin to prophesy. How we we'll bring change in our environment through the prophetic. Uh, but the scripture, when you re- when the scripture you read, when you read that the uh, the things that stood out for me was, uh, I saw the ministry of angels in the prophetic. That's number one. Number two, I saw how to engage them. And uh, uh, when you were reading the scripture, I, I saw the angel that came with the book. And, uh, and that scripture, and the angel, and I went on to the angel, verse 9, and said unto him, give me the little book. And he said unto me, take it. So I began to meditate on that word, take it. So uh, it was authoritative in my spirit. It was not suggestive. So I began to engage angelic through that uh, word, take it. Uh, So when I began to do that in the place of prayer, things began to open uh, to me. I began to have certain encounters with the angelic. that partic- that scripture you read, I first of the first time I had an encounter with an angel was in 2021. I was I was praying. I was in a camp. It was the same 21 days we did now. Was that period? That verse came. So, but I didn't see that activity. I didn't see that engagement. I didn't see it until you read it second time. I went back to it. I started studying it again. I started engaging the whole process, whole thing began to open, within this season after the conference, I began to gain a kind of clarity. I was like, wow, I wish I have had this kind of stuff 21 years ago I would recovered a lot. I would have recovered, and I probably, you may not understand what I'm saying. I would have recovered a lot of things. So, this is just a little. Okay,
0: can you tell us, how do you engage that, the angel now? Okay, make it practical, because there are people here that want to learn. Okay, how do you how do you engage the angel? Okay. How did it help your engagement with the angelic all right. so that, yeah? All
8: right, first of all, I, the consciousness of their reality or oppression was done. I acknowledge the presence of angels. I say, Father, thank you. Thank you for the angel. Thank you for the ministry of angels. Now, when I'm beginning to say that, I'm beginning to activate the atmosphere. The awareness, the consciousness in me began to come alive. And that's the first step to encountering angels. The consciousness and the awareness of their operations and their praises must come alive first. So when I began to acknowledge the ministry of angels, the presence of angels, I began to recite the scripture, I did not all ministry in spirit sent to minister. Thank you for the angels sent to minister to me. Thank you for the angels with the books. So, and I, when I began to acknowledge that, I began to pray in the spirit. I began to engage that same word. I've altered my understanding in the spirit.
0: Sorry, Bishop. Sunday, they asked you to sit there. You changed your mind. I entered there. Why? Ah. Somebody is there? No, that's the chair that you were asked to sit. That one beside Michael. There's a reason for that. For our arrangement. Thank you.
8: So, I began to uh, acknowledge that these angels are with books. So, I began to make an utterance like this. I take the book from these angels. In the name of Jesus, my eyes are open to see what is written therein. So, as I began to declare it. Okay, so,
0: so your ability to also take that book was not just a gesture. It was followed up by what? So, when you say, I take the book from the angel. You are able to take, you are able to access that angelic realm. Huh? Okay. Are you getting what I'm driving at? Okay.
8: So I began to make the utterance. I take the book from the angels. So as I began to take that, I was praying in the spirit. And my consciousness has been awakened because of the declarations I keep making. And I'm praying in the spirit. So I prayed for a moment. I became quiet. And it's like a flood of revelation began to come.
5: Awesome. It's All like
8: right. a rain. When you are being rain, when evaporates, it began to send rain. So that's how it happens. Those speakings began to come like rain. That's a sense of meditation it began to come like rain. Instructions and revelation insights.
0: All right, that's awesome. I hope we're learning, yes. right? We're learning. To be important for you to also jot down some things because these things slip so easily. Huh? I'm even as we're t- as he began to talk. I even remembered some of the instructions that were released during that conference, and I found out that I have even forgotten one or two of them myself. Okay, so please let's take these things much more seriously, so that we can be able to enter into what God has ordained for us. There's a package waiting for us. There's a type of chieri that I need to enter into. There's a type of Israel that needs to appear. Are you, do you understand what I'm saying? Aha, so it is obeying these instructions and following them that will cause the appearance of that being. Alright, anybody else? One more last uh, before we hand over to... i like us to sing a song, um, come to the keyboard um, Namdi. Do you remember that Yahweh song I was humming? It came into my spirit. Eh? I've forgotten it. That's what I'm asking. Who heard me humming that song? The song about Yahweh. Jeremiah, did you hear me humming it? You all heard me. Everyone has forgotten. Uh, it's a some Jewish type of song. And I think it's going to unlock something in the atmosphere when we sing it. Maybe it's um, Dabs that sang it. Is then did did Dab sing any song about on Yahweh? Uh-uh. Huh? Okay, so one more person, maybe before Eka, something you learned from the conference or what? Or the song? Okay, so hum it. Once you hum it, that was it. I see a way. I see a way. It's in your hands now. <laughs> 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 yes. Okay, you have a question. Okay, brother Francis has a question.
6: So um, I'm trying to see how to put this so it doesn't come out uh, wrong. Um, It's about what you said about the little book. I think even on that day when there was an allusion to that fact that, you know, you need to take the book from the angel and, you know, and eat. So I was thinking about it that really from reading that place in context, what I see there is that John received, you know, the little book and you know, he ate it and you know, all of those feelings and he needed to do you know, prophesy and all of that. But is it for every individual Christian to now begin to take their little books or is it that there is a pattern that we learn from that, which is to be able to um, you know, understand the revelation, uh, whatever it is that we're struggling with in the scriptures or something, and then be able to prophesy. Because I don't think, I think this was a specific little book for John, you know. But the way he has sort of you know, explained it and he was able to experience it. I was struggling with that. Is it every... Okay, part
0: of our limitations in experiencing spiritual things is that mindset. That's what will limit the believer. Okay? There are three ways that you can experience this scripture. And there are three ways it can be interpreted to you. It can be, it can be interpreted to you as a child. It can be interpreted to you as a baby. It can be interpreted to you as a son. Do you understand? And all of those interpretations have to do with your interaction with the scriptures. Because the purpose of the scriptures is for us to experience the scriptures themselves. God wants us to experience God through the scriptures. God wants us to experience the things that the scriptures are talking about. So you can say that that book now is God's word. You can interpret it to be that way. Eh? You can interpret it to be God's word which you must eat and which you must live out. Okay? Which can affect your character, can affect your Christian work. Do you understand? Now, having done all that, as a prophet, or as, or as a watchman, or as a warrior, or one that wants more, your understanding has enlightened your spiritual realities, your spiritual interaction has been awakened. Because you can be a godly Christian without spirit consciousness you can be a godly christian you've never seen an angel before you've never translocated before you've never seen visions before but you are a good christian do you understand but if you want more some christians want more because when you read the new testament not just the old testament now where they are clearly written when you read the new testament you see that even the men that penned down this new testament these epistles all of them had encounters they were all men that the script, they were encountered by the scriptures that they read. And it was that encounter that gave them power and authority to write the New Testament, to write the epistles. Without those encounters, they could not have written the New Testament. It's not possible. It would have been filled with man's wisdom. And do you understand? So you will see Paul say things like, it was shown me. What did they show him? They took him. It, it was time travel. He went back to the uh, communion table. To the Passover. He participated in it. That day Jesus broke bread. They played it for him. He functioned. He took him to where Jesus. Before Jesus even went to the cross. He sat as an apostle and they broke bread together. He experienced it. So he came and he wrote it. Those that wrote about Enoch. You think uh, he's once, where, is, where is the story of Enoch written in the Old Testament? It's not there. They took them to the life of Enoch. They observed Enoch as Enoch was living. And they said he walked with God. They saw when God took him. So they were able to ride. So there is a limit to your participation in the things of the spirit. If you don't break into the supernatural. Christianity is not a religious life. It's not the life of a good man there is a good part of it but there is a part if you want to experience your your life your journey here fully 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 you must enter into the operations of the spirit and you will experience it through what scriptures so that's why you are called to meditate on scriptures do you understand so you can because you want this thing this door now to open for you what do I mean by this door this experience You want it to experience experience it. So for that door to open for you, you can take that scripture literally and go and sit down over that scripture. You can sit down with that scripture for two months. And every day when you sit down, you will meditate. You practice with your mind. The angel, give me the book. One day, I'm telling you the truth, that angel will appear with a book. Literally to open. You will have that same encounter. And you will eat a book. The book can be the book of your life. It can be the book of recovery. The recovery of the seasons of your life. It can be the book of your future. What you will see concerning the future. Or what you yourself will do concerning the future. It can be the book of your own portion allocations, locations. The things that God has been wanting to show you since. But unbelief and the life of a natural man. You see? Reasoning like a natural man has hindered you from touching it. do you you understand, have I answered your question very well Eh, enough, I have praise the Lord, hallelujah so we must understand that growth is in dimensions, do you understand growth is in dimensions there are men that knock they have perfected their journey in the spirit, that even when they want to journey, they journey it has somehow become a willful thing, so they know what to do, for that gate to open like Samson knew what to do right when the supernatural arm wants to open when he wants the supernatural arm to open he knows what to do if I, if Samson arrives the Philistines are upon you oh really and then he becomes a different type of man now that is how god wants us to function this religious thing we need to pack it up and throw it away quickly so that we can we can become multidimensional in our function as christians and enjoy our journey it will become enjoyable and that's the gate where I am right now not just as a gift but as a life because what happens with the life of prophets is that the gift is functioning so they open for you but it's different from your own journey, your walk who was talking about uh, Adam, who asked a question earlier on in uh, preparing his brother about Adam what Adam um what Adam um, yes? Was Adam a son or a baby when he was created in the Garden of Eden during Lamb's wife? Yes, yes. So Adam had to enter into his the sonship he was born into by his walk. Do you understand? The same way Jesus was born without sin. By age twelve he was already preaching in the temple, but sonship was not conferred on him until thirty years. And he had to walk, walk, W-O-L-K. He had to walk for those 30 years. And then they conferred it on him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. If there's no more question, let's sing that song. Uh, and then we move on. <laughs> Beautiful. Wow. Wow fellowship is full i thought it was just going to be five or six of us today (laughs) after lamb's wife everybody disappeared (laughs) hallelujah okay please stand up let's sing this song okay let's engage
7: Yahweh Will rise to the great one. Africa will bow to the one who rules from Zion. Again, Nigeria will bow. Nigeria will bow to the great one. Nigeria will bow to the great one. Africa, Africa will bow to the one who rules from Zion.
9: Resonate so much. That's because um two Fridays ago we had um, a leadership video. We do that once a month in our, our small tribe, and uh, the leaders, the way it is structured, is so that we come, we just gather. If God does not tell us what to pray for, we go on. That's the way the instruction that God gave us when we started that, and really that day we gathered waited until one of us remembered he had a dream on Wednesday before that Friday where a cake was prepared and it was being handed. It was the map of Africa. It was made in the form of map of Africa and it was being handed over by invisible hands to Africa as it was about landing, Hence, said about three hands started wrestling, three white hands started wrestling the cake away from Africa as they were lifting it high like this another invisible hand came and broke their hands that the cake now landed it belongs to Africa it is the season for Africa no man can change that so that's why we have to learn the prophetic well and speak it, no matter what you see. No matter what you see, you see when we speak the word of God, what we are doing is to give voice to the word. Even the angels, of course, when we talk about angels, we need to differentiate between angelic beings and animated beings. That is us, that are also angelos. You understand, <laughs> because we are angels, eh? When Paul was talking, or Paul uh, John was writing, angels to the churches. They were men, that were angels to the churches. You understand me? Why? Because they are lighted up. They are lighted up that they no longer do their will, but will of the Father. So they can send the will of the Father to nations, to churches, to assemblies. So in that sense, they are angels also. Some give me some. 103 Psalm 103 verse number 20 So when you hear the word angel let, you have to know that it applies in two realms huh? the created angels and the ones that are believers That have solely given themselves over to the word of God. That the word of God is now affecting their will. That they are losing their wills to the will of the word. So they can function also as angels. Because what they are bringing forth is the will of he that has sent them. Bless the Lord you his angels. That excel in strength. So how do you know angels? They excel in strength. Hallelujah. And that do his commandments. hearkening unto the voice of his word. What do they respect? What activates them? What pulls them to walk? Is the voice of the word of God. It didn't say who it will come from. Once they hear the word of God, they swing into action. So the reason why angels are not functional enough among us is because we are not giving voice to them. The voice they respect, the voice that activates them is the word of God. It's the word of God. It's not the, vo- the word of man. It's not your feelings, it's not your tears. Huh? It's not your tears. What puts them to action is the word of God. Because the instruction that they have from their creator is that only his word would they do, only his word would they do? They see, they don't have will, they have they don't have will. I believe somehow in the in the past generations, their will was taken away from them. Possibly after the fall of Satan. Their will was taken away from them. So they don't have their own will. All they do is the will of the father. But that will of the father must come into action from the saints. That's why it's dangerous when the saints begin to talk, you know, negative things. Hallelujah. Because what they will is what? The word of God. Not your feelings. So, when you see things the way it is presently in Nigeria, and you begin to talk about it with your sanctified mouths and sanctified minds, what do you think will happen in Nigeria? Huh? More chaos will continue to happen. Yes. I've turned myself to the point where I stay immune to certain conversations certain conversations I'll be in the midst of people once they begin to talk about the ills in the society and magnify it, I shut myself I shut my heart I won't be part of that conversation again even though, I, even though I could be there but I won't participate any longer, you know why? because what they are saying is not aligned line with my being it's not aligned line with my being so today I will briefly, you know from now, from the, 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 the conference going on till the end of this year and early part of the next year when we'll have another conference, all we have to do is to continue to look at this last conference. Hallelujah. It's for us to journey in all that we are able to glean from the conference. I thank you so much for what you said. The practices you have started embarking on. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Soon you will see the reward you will see the appearance of that which you are practicing because without practices you can't journey in the spirit without practices you can't journey in the spirit hallelujah part of the reason why I hate the kind of Christianity that was sent to Africa I hate it with passion the kind of what we call Christianity that was sent to us by the white man those days I hate it I hate it because it's Christianity that keeps you not, be, not participating in divine activities. It's Christianity that keeps you prepared to fly away. To fly away. And therefore you are of no earthly relevance. Hallelujah. But the day, the day is dawning in our hearts. The day star is rising in our hearts so we are knowing better. Hallelujah. God wants us to participate in what? divine activities. Partakers of his divine nature. Another word for partakers is participators. He wants us to participate in what he's doing. He does not want us to just stay as children. He wants sons who will reign with him, having acquired his mind, that they no longer have their own wills. Hallelujah. So for me, I want to look at look at Uh, Just um, uh, two words, two words within that book of Revelation, within the book of Revelation, chapter 1. The first thing is that Paul, when he was saying, uh, uh, John, when he was saying, he said that it was the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave him to give to his servants. The word servants does not just mean those who are serving, it means a community. So every revelation of Jesus Christ is for the body. Every revelation of Jesus Christ, whenever he's he's revealed, eh? it's not just for you alone. It's revealed to you so that you can walk in it, so that you can become that. But also know, it is also meant for the body to become. Hallelujah. And you don't wait until you have become, before you share it with the body. Because the body can only grow into that which they are seeing. Hallelujah. If they are not hearing it, if it's not being presented to them as the image of Christ, they cannot respond to it. And that's why if we begin to share from this topic, God forbid, seven keys to power, five steps to riches, ten ways to upscale in life. Because there are words that they're calling. eh? You see, everybody begins to respond to that kind of message. That kind of abomination. That makes desolation. That desolates the people of God. That saps them of all their nature. You understand me? So we must make sure. When you hear abomination that makes desolate. It is another kind of message that comes to bring desolation to the people of God. That they are no longer who they are supposed to be, who they who God their father made them to be. Hallelujah! So that whenever Christ is revealed, it is made for you, but you also know that it is meant for the body. It is meant for the body. What God wants is a community of believers, a community of believers that will reign upon the earth. That will become the first fruit. How the second fruit will come. It is not yet. Been revealed to us. But the revelation we are are getting now. Is how the first fruit will manifest. Hallelujah. So. That is the first thing that stands out for me. I won't want to. I don't want to journey further in it. But I want to journey in verse 9. Of that chapter 1. What else to journey there. Revelations chapter 1 and verse 9. He said, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I want us to look at that word, tribulation. Huh? He said, I am your brother and companion in tribulation. Do you have companion alone? Hmm? He said, I am your brother and your companion in tribulation. Your companion in tribulation. Hallelujah. When we look at the word tribulation, for instance, what comes to mind is suffering. Is it also pain? Huh? Yeah, it is true. It is true. But it's not the whole truth. Tribulation has to do with a process of removal of the surface layer so that that which is hidden inside can be revealed. Huh? It is a process of removal of the outer shell. Outer life. Natural life. So that that which is within can be unveiled and it will begin to manifest. Hallelujah. So, it's not just to suffer. But a targeted suffering. It's a targeted suffering. It's a suffering that is with the intent of having a reward of what? Life. Fullness of life. Hallelujah. It says, I am your companion in tribulation. Whenever Jesus is revealed to his people, tribulation comes. Hallelujah tribulation comes. You know why? Because revelation of Jesus Christ is coming to remove things. Lifestyles, appetites, attitudes that are not in line with the life of Christ. Hallelujah. When Satan is revealed, what comes to a believer is persecution. Hallelujah. Eh? But when Christ is revealed, what comes forth is tribulation. A removal of the outer life. Of the natural life. So that the life within the life within can do what? Can comfort. Can become the testimony. Hallelujah. So that the book of revelation or revelation of Jesus Christ must come with revelation. Let's look at another scripture. Acts of Apostles chapter 14 and verse 22. Acts 14. Acts 14. Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom. So when Jesus said, that except a man be born again or born from above or born anew he cannot see the kingdom Eh? and Nicodemus began to question how can I an old man be born again does it mean that I will have to re-enter the womb but he said are you a teacher of the Jews and you know not these things you know why Huh? Because being born again is all about the Feast of Passover, <laughs> so he should have known from their scriptures, from the uh, what's it called, from the 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 five first five books, the Torah. As a master of the Jews, a scribe, he should have known from there. Hallelujah! Because except the corn of wheat or the grain of wheat falls and dies, it abides alone but when he dies, he brings forth much, hallelujah so in verse 5 he said, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter, and here the writer of the book of Acts, of course if you study the, 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 the gospels, you will know who gave the account of the Acts of Apostles, hallelujah but that is not in contention The writer now says that it is through much tribulation that you enter the kingdom. Hallelujah. So if you say no to tribulation, there is no entering of the kingdom. If you say no to revelation of Jesus Christ coming into your life, that's why I like the way you answer the question our brother asked. Hallelujah. Every word of God Is delivered by the inspiration of God or all scriptures. And they are profitable for what? Doctrine. For instruction. For correction. For reproof. eh? In righteousness. That the man of God will be what? Thoroughly furnished. What does it mean to be thorough? Huh? (laughs) It will be turned right. It will be turned inside out. So, every scripture is coming to turn you inside out. If it's not turning you inside out so that that which is hidden within will be revealed, then it is not the Word of God. It's not inspired of God. It has not come to make you feel cool. Eh? It's come to reveal the inner life, the life hidden within. So if it is not sending you on a journey of discovery of how the appetite will die. For instance, um, in in scripture, um, the book of Galatians, I think 5, 5, Galatians 6. Galatians 6. Let's see something there. Then we go, we continue. Galatians 6. Galatians chapter number 6. And verse 17. It says, from henceforth, let no man trouble me. For I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Huh? That word, trouble, is the word that means to cut so as to reveal. Hallelujah. He said, no man, let no man trouble me. Don't cut me. Because already I am cut. I am cut inside. If the marks of Christ begins to appear in your journey, in your journey, Hallelujah! For instance, when it begins to happen to your head, because that was the first place that Jesus was received pain, Hallelujah! The first place He was given crown, and there was continuous flow of blood, Hallelujah! What happens is that your reasoning begins to change. Your mind will no longer be going haywire hallelujah there's a way your mind will begin to be focused on the things of god hallelujah why because the max is coming there the max is coming there so your meditation will now become easier than before the first thing you notice in meditation is what that your mind will always go haywire whenever you it happens to every man it happened to christ so it will happen to you. It happen, it's happening to me. It hasn't stopped. You are the one who will reign in on your mind to stay on the word. You are the one. So if you don't practice it, like you said, if you don't practice it, you, your mind will always be a lie. Praise the Lord. So you can meditate. And when you cannot meditate, let me tell you what will happen. The laws will not be written in your heart. It is at the place of meditation that the spirit etches the word on your heart. That it becomes something that is indelible. Hallelujah. Something that cannot be defaced again. It becomes the very conduct of your life. Hallelujah. So, if the marks, as a way of tribulation as you submit, begins to happen to, the last place it will happen to, let's leave others, is your heart. Because that was the last place that Christ was crucified. Huh? Eh? when the truth spare at his heart if it happens to you your appetite will begin to change your appetite for things huh your love for things material will begin to change remember how uh, paul said it to the book of Coloss- in the book of colossians chapter 3 he says if you therefore be risen with christ reset your affection reset your affection. If resurrection is taking place in you, you know resurrection takes place in degrees. Eh? As the light is rising, the sun is rising in the morning, it is resurrection that is taking place in degrees. Hallelujah. So, relative to the degree of your resurrection eh? is how your appetite is changed. If you are not willing to submit entirely to the word of God, that it becomes the very final conduct over your life, your appetite will not change because you are not resurrecting. So how you know that resurrection is taking place internally? Internally. is what? By the way your affection is being reset. The things of God, you are loving it and hating the things of the flesh. Hallelujah. Nobody is preaching it to you. But you are knowing it by yourself. You see certain things that used to give you the kick. They no longer mean anything to you. Hallelujah. Let me not go certain ways. <laughs> My son is there. He, knew, he knows that right from early childhood, I will always play the old school. Old school. is better than new school. <laughs> Music. The old school is better than new school. And when you play old school, uh, 80 old school, 90 old school, you call it old school. It's not my own kind of old school. My kind of old school is 60s and 70s. So you can't blend them together. You understand me? So quite early in life, he started hearing that kind of music. But the appetite is dying. It's dying. The old school is dying. Gradually, it's dying. They are there. But I can't get myself to play it. Hallelujah. It's losing test to me. So I know something is happening. The things I used to love is no longer there. Hallelujah. It's simply because you have taken a decision that tribulation will take place. Hallelujah. And Paul did not say, oh, forgive me, it's not Paul. The writer of the book of Acts did not say, Through tribulation, you shall enter the kingdom. He said through much tribulation. Through much tribulation. So, through much turnings inside of you. So as to remove the outer life, the outer lifestyle, you will enter the kingdom. You will come into experience of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is not in meat and in drink. Hallelujah. (laughs) When Paul said that, I, I love the way you answer that question. You see, when Paul said that, Paul had to enter the tabernacle patterns to say that because in the tabernacle where you have meat and drink is the altar court. That is the place you have meat and drink. He said the kingdom doesn't. And if you go to the book of Revelation chapter eleven, he says don't measure anything in the altar court. Leave it. It's leaving. It's left for the Gentiles. It's left for the Gentiles. The kingdom of God is not meat. It's not in chop chop. It's not in chop chop. Hallelujah. It is in righteousness. It is in righteousness. It is in the demonstration of the power of God, the power of life, the testimony of life. That is how you know the kingdom. If Christ is being revealed to you, you must be losing something. If you are not losing anything, Christ is not yet to revealed to you. You are not seeing, you are still blind. That is what he's saying once Christ begins to appear before you, not by way of visions, understand, but by the word. It doesn't mean that he can't can't come to you by visions. Hallelujah. But once the word of God begins to have meaning in your life, you will begin to lose yourself. You'll begin to lose yourself. That's why Peter said, if you suffer for Christ's sake, happy are you. That suffering is a suffering to live the testimony of Christ, to live the life of Christ, because you know, you see, hallelujah, hallelujah, when you see witness, witness, eh? in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, eh? uh-huh. you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, uh, uh, Samaria, and of course our realms, eh? He's not talking about just carrying, going to tell somebody that Jesus saves. Hallelujah. Huh? That is the minutest part of it. The higher part of it is you know that this word will kill you. At the end of the day, you lose yourself. You won't be seen again. You won't be seen again. And yet you are willing. You submit willingly to this word to become that word. Because once you become that word, what happens? You will not be seen again. It is only he that will be seen. So when Paul was saying that Jesus is the all in all. I in you. When Jesus was saying, I in you. Eh? And God in you. And all of us coming together. Eh? He's talking about you losing your life completely. You losing your life completely. Tribulations. Tribulations. We must endure. Okay. 2 uh, Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'll read from verse 10. 2 Timothy chapter 3. In Romans chapter 3, chapter 5, verse 3, it says that we glory in tribulation. But thou hast fully known my doctrine and manner of life. Paul was talking to his son, Timothy. That is raising, He said you know my doctrine. That means my way of understanding of Christ. And the kind of life I live. My purpose, my faith, long suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions. You see persecutions are different from afflictions. Which came unto me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra. What persecutions I endured. He didn't say I ran away from them hallelujah, I endured but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Yeah, all yeah, and all that will live godly in Christ will do what? They will suffer. So, (coughs) accepting the life of Christ is not milk and honey. It is an invitation to the enemy to perfect your life. To raise false accusations against you, but the Lord Himself is the one who will deliver you. He didn't tell you to go and start uh, struggling to defend yourself, No. Huh? Eh? He said, "Out of them all, the Lord delivered him." And all that would live godly, all that would live godly, they shall suffer persecution. So, if you want to live godly, be open to persecutions because it will come. It's an invitation to be persecuted. Praise the Lord! Yesterday we had our uh, normal vision, general vision. I've not slept since yesterday till now. That was why when I was there, I suddenly do stuff. Hallelujah! There was an Hausa guy that was among us. In fact, not an Hausa guy, a Fulani that was among us. I've met him before in First Act. This one is a Fulani from Kasina. He just graduated. He's chased away from his family. You know why? In first act. He can't go to Kassina now. You know why? They will kill him. Yes, because he repented. When I was teaching them about baptism yesterday, he was nodding his head because he understood better than we do. Because once, as a Muslim, when you believe in Christ, accept Christ as personal Lord and Savior, your family, still ha- they still have hope that you will come back. But once they hear that you have undergone what? Water baptism. Oh, Paris. They, have, they know they have lost you. You know why? Because you have made an open declaration of your faith before God and all the beings, visible and invisible. There is no going back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is at that point that that guy is presently. So, persecution. If you want to talk about persecution, go and see him. So, they will fight against him until such a time when God would have delivered him from all of that completely. Because they can't kill him. Let me tell you, they can't kill him. For as long as he's faithful to follow Christ, he has a way of delivering his people. Hallelujah. So that even the people that want to kill him will from there repent. Praise the Lord. The boy can't go back to his family family house in Lagos now. Is living among brethren. You won't believe it. The parents are alive, the siblings are alive. They are there in the first time. They see on the road, but they can't even greet him. He will stop to greet them. They will just sigh and walk away. He's like an outcast. Praise the Lord. So, but we we don't know what what a baptism means. We don't know what it means. We don't know it is an open declaration. Ma, do you remember the last time there was, I think about three years ago or so, Pastor Tucci, remember? Well, uh, yes. Yes, at Magodo. You notice there were some people that were baptized as they were coming. They began to speak in tongues. Huh? Nobody laid hands on them. Why? Because it's an open declaration of faith. Nobody laid, just they were dipped inside water, baptized in the name of Jesus as they were Coming up, they began to speak in tongues. Some of them were slain. That they, we literally had to leave them out, carry them out of the water because they became another man. Because of what? Water baptism. Because they were taught. They knew the experience they were entering. Hallelujah. It is an experience. So when Jesus was saying in Matthew 28 that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me, go you therefore in that authority. Uh, to preach the gospel to all nations, teaching them and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost. So, uh, when we say Great Commission, we stop at preaching the gospel. Uh, We stop just at preaching the gospel. We don't teach them to baptize them. That word baptizing is holding them firmly in the nature of Christ until they are dead. Holding them firmly in the nature of Christ until they are dead. So that their life will never show again. And you want to joke with teaching? You want to joke with teaching? Then you will continue to be babies. Hallelujah. He said, and Lord, I am with you even unto the end of the age. Let me tell you. If people are being baptized in the name of Jesus the baptism it said there is not the water baptism it's being baptized in his nature and character being baptized in his nature and character through teaching through teaching of Christ the life of Christ what he has come to do so people will come to take ownership of that word and therefore be slain by the word. for every experience you see in the scripture is meant for you to enter Hallelujah. That's why when he said, <laughs> he began to practice taking the book from the hand. Soon, not long from now, he will, he, you, you will see an angel appear literally like you said and give him the book. Everything in the word of God, you must make ownership of it. You must own it. If you don't own it, you won't come into the experience. Hallelujah. You won't come into the experience. Let's go for that. Oh, sorry, back to 2 Timothy chapter 3. I think we've read verse 10, 11. Yes. on evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, and deceiving and being deceived, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned did you see that he said "But in spite of evil men coming to deceive continue in the things that you have learned and have been assured of knowing of whom you have learned it hallelujah you must know who you are learning the word of God from you must know take heed therefore how you hear you don't just feed the word of God from just about anybody hallelujah you must know the person's process You must know the person's life. Hallelujah. To be able to submit to him or her. So that Christ will be fed you. So that Christ will be fed you. Knowing who you have learned from. Ask please. And that from a child that has known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make the wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Because all scriptures are given by the inspiration of God and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect. The end point of the word of God in your life is to bring you to perfection. I was sharing a, a, in a school of discipleship on Monday a pastor that once in a while joins us, began to ask, how is it possible that he believes it's not possible? I said, yes, that is your belief, but that is not what the scripture is saying. We read this passage. We read Ephesians chapter 4. <laughs> Unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness that is called Christ. So, uh, what God wants to see is Christ everywhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That you may grow up into him. Verse 15. You may grow up into him in all things. In all respects. You may grow up into Christ. Not Christ who will cause you to grow up. You are the one who will cause yourself to grow up in, into him. Hallelujah. So if you are not taking ownership. Personal responsibility. For your life and for the world. To function in your life. You are, you are not growing anywhere. Hallelujah. There is nothing like growth. You must decide, I want to journey. You must decide, I want to grow. I want to be exactly as he is. When he says, for as he is, so are we in this present world. Eh? You are that potentially, not vitally. You are that potentially in your spirit. You are not yet as he is in your soul. You are not yet as he is in your soul. We must know that. Hallelujah. So when we say growth, Growth is actually coming into consciousness in your soul. Christ being seated in your soul, as He's seated in your spirit. Christ being seated, that is now aware of life, aware of thought, aware of interaction. Hallelujah! Aware of responses to life issues. That when you are pressed, when you are pressed by the pressures of life, this earth life, what comes out as response is Christ. Huh? That is the implication of Matthew 28 from verse 18. Baptizo, baptizo. Immerse them in water. Hold them firmly there until they are dead in water. Until they are dead in water. If they are dead in water, they will eventually rise. Water will cause them to rise. That any pressure that comes, their response will be water. Because they have lost their nature to water. Water is now their new nature. Hallelujah. So if Christ, if we, if we embrace the word of God and allow it to function in our lives, allow it, give it room to function, it will eventually kill us. It will kill self. Hallelujah. The word witness is a man who knows, who was given a message. And he knew that carrying this message will kill him. But he still carried the message. Because he's willing to die. He wants the message to kill him. But he will carry it and eventually die. And it is the message that will be seen. And he won't be seen again. Hallelujah. It is important for us to understand all of these dimensions. Hallelujah. Tribulations. Tribulations. Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians in chapter 1. 2 Thessalonians, chapter 1. Give me from verse 3, please. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that you faith afraid to grow it exceedingly, and that the charity of every one of you toward each other abounded. So that we ourselves glory in you, in the churches of God, for your patience and faith, in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endured. They glory in them. Why? Because of persecutions and tribulations, they endured. They endured it. They didn't run away from it. Running away from it means running away from becoming Christ. Hallelujah. See, the consequence of that. Verse 4, eh, verse 5. Which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. What is the manifest judgment of God? Huh? Persecutions and tribulations that you are able to endure. Not the ones you ran away from. Not the ones you dodged. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) He said it's a manifest token of the righteous judgment. So when tribulation comes to you, what is happening to you? God's judgment. God is judging the flesh. God is judging the self-life. God is judging you. God is judging the one that is seated in his temple as God, making himself as God. God is judging self. Because it is self that is seated in the soul. Making himself as God. And he is not God. So God will not use that soul until that soul is completely processed by tribulations. Hallelujah. Which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom. You are not counted worthy until you go through tribulations. Until you allow yourself to pass through tribulations. So that process, tribulation simply means going through processes of becoming Christ. Submitting to go through processes of becoming Christ, manifesting as Christ in all dimensions of life. Not in the by and by, but here and now. Not when we go to heaven. It is here and now. Hallelujah. So the life of Christ is not going to be lived in heaven. It is to be lived here. If we are not living it here, we are not apprehending him. And he's not apprehending us also. Hallelujah. So tribulation is actually going through a process or processes. It's diverse processes according to your makeup, according to the strength of your soul, the strength of the self-life in your soul. Hallelujah. He takes you through diverse processes. So as to wound, to bring the inner life out. To bring the inner life out. Hallelujah. There was one name of a church that I love so much. Then, and um, I was a member then, uh, it's called Heaven's Declare Epicenter. And we're in trying to understand that name. One day I asked my pastor then, what is the name? What is the meaning of this name? He told me what he told me. I said, sir, I do not agree completely with your definition. An epicenter is the place where the earthquake hits the earth crust first. Huh? When you get to that point, all the topography by which you used to know that place, you wouldn't ever see them again. You know why? Huh? Because earthquake has submerged it. It is top They have submerged it. What you are seeing is what you used Not to be seen before. Hallelujah. So if the heaven's declaration is taking place in your life. It means you will be submerged. That life of Christ will be the one that will ever be seen. And the old man will never be seen again. Hallelujah. The old man. The essence of this journey is that the old man will not be seen again. The old man. You say bye bye to the old man in your life. And you will know when the old man is leaving. You are the one who will know. Hallelujah. Of course, God knows. But you will know when the old man is leaving the house. Hallelujah. And do you know one of the first things that people will begin to say? That you are mumu. You are mumu. Because you know get right again. You know get right again. Fighting to defend your right. Huh? It's, it shows that the self-life is still very active. It's very active. Don't check the apostles. Check the apostles. How many of them did you see defending themselves? Huh? None. 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 So we must get to, the processes will take us to the point where we will not be able to respond when the issues of rights are coming. Hallelujah. You know why? Because Christ is your portion. Christ is your portion. When God said that Levi will have no portion in Israel, they will have no portion of land. Why is it so? Huh? Because God is their portion. When our father Abraham was joining with God and he asked him about Eliezer of Damascus. Okay, man. And he was asking, is it Eliezer of Damascus that we inherit all things? What did God tell him? He said, know it that from today, I am your great and exceeding reward. I am the only thing you will reward, that will be your reward. It's neither Eliezer, nor whoever that will be your offspring, I will be your reward. So if you have gotten me, you have gotten eternity. You have gotten everything. And that was why that man lived all his life looking for cities. Eh? That is without foundation. Do you know who he was looking for? Us. He was looking for us. Hallelujah. Any question? It's time to stop. You have a question? Okay. Okay. Let's take questions. Let's take questions. Yes. It will be important. If you have a question, please ask. Our time is
2: fast spent. Hallelujah. Um, you, so you talked about um, tribulation. You talked about um, tribulation when you read Second um, Thessalonians 1, 3-5 and you said um, we should not dodge tribulation. I know that Pastor Isibo has also mentioned it before, that when tribulation or persecution comes, we should not dodge. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that dodging is not the same thing as um, falling into sin. So, can we clarify what dodging is and how we can cleverly dodge?
9: Hallelujah! 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 Uh, let's know first of all that tribulation is not sin. Huh? Tribulation is actually the removal, the processes you go through, that it is a set up by Christ. It is a set up by Christ so that you will go through processes that will remove the earth life. Remember, Titus chapter 2 verse 11. Quickly please. Titus 2 11. Titus 2:11. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Huh? Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we shall live soberly and righteously. Where? Is it in heaven? Huh? So, huh. the grace of God. What does it do to us? He's a teacher. The grace of God brings tribulations to us to teach us how we can not live according to the standards of this life. How we will not choose or how we should not be living as Gentiles. Jesus said something in Matthew chapter 6. He said, Seek not for what to eat, what to wear, and where to lay head. For Gentiles seek for such things. So we must not be Gentilic in our earth life. Hallelujah. Rather, we must be righteous and godly in our life. Falling into sin is different from tribulation. Hallelujah. Huh?
0: Yes, you can. Man. All right. Um, practical example. Um, we So sometimes... God wants to train people in offense, right? So before you came to Christ or before you came into this dimension of truth, um, people offend you very easily. Maybe when they say certain things because of traumas of the past, you know, things you had gone through in the past, face rejection and all kinds of things. There's a way you react and you get very easily offended, right? So what you now do in order to prevent yourself from getting offended and from bearing grudges and from getting angry is that you avoid yes. environments Environment. where you can be offended yes. and a place that you can av- avoid environments where you can, where you, where you be offended is, you know, a place like this where brethren are, okay, so after the formality of fellowship we hang out, we stay together we share, we talk so, someone can say something that would easily offend you. So, in order for you to not get offended, you avoid that fellowship of the brethren. Okay? Maybe it's ushering departments, for example. You know, our place is too small. So, we really don't have those departments um, clearly defined like that. But if you're in an environment where some of those departments are clearly defined, it, very it's it's... You avoid. Uh, I beg. I don't want those people to, to Some people say, eh, "You have energy for women's uh, meeting. I uh, can't do women's meeting. Women and their talk and their issues and their gossip and their this and that. So you tactically avoid such atmosphere and such environment. Sometimes people avoid even having. There's a man I know that went to live on. The, live, went to live in the woods. He built. You know, you people are, white people are a bit on the extreme. He built a tree house and decided to live in the trees, live in the woods, just to avoid interaction with people. So what he has done is that he has prevent robbed himself off of the opportunity of so that Christ can be pressed out of him. You understand? So how how is it that I have overcome offense? It's not by avoiding being offended. It's by staying in an environment where I can be offended somebody can do something that will offend me and then they check me i don't get offended someone can do something that makes it difficult for me to have to forgive the person but they check me that that thing is done to me they check me and i forgive the person and i'm not pretending that okay so some people they 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 are in a place they, they they are not giving recognition the kind of recognition that they want so, it offends them. Because of that, they leave. So, you have not learned how to be humiliated and accept it as a way of life. That is the nature of Christ. You have not learned how to be given a back seat. They didn't recognize you. So, because of that, you got what? Offended. And for that reason, you withdrew yourself. You don't want to be a part of those people anymore. Why? Why? They didn't give you the kind of recognition, the kind of accolades that you need. You have denied yourself the opportunity of being... Because when certain things are due you and it's not given to you, there's a hurt that comes with it. Make no mistake about it. But now God wants you to go through that process, that hurt, endure that hurt, get healed of that hurt, and then you no longer hurt. Do you see? So rather you you are able to work with those that have been exalted, even though you know that that position should have been yours. But you work with them, and you work with them with all your heart. You give them all the support that they need. You do everything that they ask you to do from... So, that's, that's, that's tribulation. That's persecution. You are enduring, and Christ is being formed in you. But when you say, ah, I beg, leave those people. Let us go. There's no... There's no testing there. They've not pressured you. No, you can't receive the fruit of that trial. You have escaped it. You have dodged it. Exactly. Okay? If, if you want to train yourself in overcoming sicknesses and diseases, how are you going to be trained to overcome sickness if sickness ever tries to show up? How did you practice it? Do you understand? The training starts one when sickness tries to show up, headache tries to show up, body pain tries to show up. What did you do? okay? You press by faith and overcome it. Now, after a while, sickness won't even try to show up anymore. It won't even come up anymore. You have overcome that. Uh, you understand? Uh-huh. They speak against you. You do not speak back. So, if, you, if you're not presented in a place where you are spoken against, how do you know you have passed the test of being spoken against and you did not speak back? Is it when you dodge it, you go and hide let me avoid those people, The amount is too much. When they start now, uh, right? So you avoid that atmosphere. You avoid that place. So that that's a practical example. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Um. My question I don't really know if I heard right. While you were teaching, you made
5: mention of um, tribulation um revealed Christ in us, and persecution kind of revealed devil.
0: I don't know if I heard right. So,
9: okay, that it is the devil. That can raise persecution against you, and oftentimes is to try your faith, whether you stand for the Lord, whether you have chosen the Lord, or you want to fall out. If you remember the parable of the sower, it says that those that fell on the stony ground, he said, when persecution arises as a result of the word, and they are offended, and they fall away. You understand? Uh so persecution is the rising coming of the devil against a believer rising false accusations setting thorns everywhere around you as if you were hemmed in you understand Uh in that case what you do is to look unto the Lord let him defend you because he is the one who will deliver you from they all you understand me He will deliver you from every of such persecutions. He is the one. Paul said to Timothy that the Lord delivered me from all of them. So that is the way of escape. You don't go defending yourself. Just talk on the Lord. Talk to the Lord. He knows what you are going through. But he is the one who will deliver you and close every mouth. You understand? Because you should know it is a bait of the enemy for you to fall away. So, I think that's what I said. Eh? Okay. I hope it's clear now. Yeah, I'm clear. Today. Okay, please, I know many of us will have comments, but because of time, huh? we are supposed to close at 6, and now it's 12 minutes after 6. Shall we rise up and thank the Lord for this evening meeting? Okay.
0: Please give Erica the mic. Okay. She has a word. Oh, a word. Ah. Yes. not uh, Praise the Lord. So, I I feel, I just perceived that there was a saint that was here um, around the... I think he had something with him that I guess he wanted to share with us or something like that. So, that's what I wanted to... Alright, praise God. So, we received that um, visitation in the name of Jesus. Um, I think one of the words that somebody sent to me is that we must be open to, um, let me pull it out. We shared it in, uh, um, we shared it in threefold. Let me see if I can find it. more saints will come to watch you more saints will come to watch you teach you the ways of the underground church in China Uh, more saints will come to watch you teach you, prepare you and strengthen you and uphold you with gifts praise God Uh, you will need their skills to survive what is to come praise God now it's also instructive. I want us to also know that um, um, I want us to also know that there are there are okay, there are tribulations that accompany our journey, but there is also persecution that would arise, like the kind of persecution when Saul was killing Christians and hauling them into prisons. Please, when that comes, it is advisable for you to run. Because that's what Jesus said. Do you understand? That's, the, that's not the one that they are saying, don't dodge it. Don't go and, <laughs> and tell them, okay, I'm here, come and catch me. <laughs> Jesus said, when they persecute you in one city, he said, you run to the next one, I run to the next one, I run to the next one. Or you will not have gone through all the nations of the world before Jesus returns. <laughs> it also means that the persecution might not be everywhere at the same time there will be cities of refuge nations of refuge where you can run to for a season and then okay so what pastor truly is teaching us predominantly is that allocation of tribulation and persecution that have been assigned to us so that through them we can come into Christ can be pressed out of us do we understand that praise God, and that one we must endure and pass through it. So the shame of being rejected, please don't run away, don't leave the church and go somewhere else or leave the friendship or whatever it is, God will give you wisdom and go. I remember when I was being persecuted in the church where we were, I told my husband many times, I said, I want to live here. And he said, no. And then I went to God also in prayer. Okay, I had found another church that's like, that were like were minded, you know, a bit they were spiritual as it were. They liked the Holy Ghost. They liked all the spirit, spirit things that me to liked, And then they were very loving. Very, accept- in fact, they loved me so much. You know, they wanted to come into my house. And the Lord appeared to me in a vision and said, don't settle here. Don't stay here. This is not where I want you to stay. My flesh would have stayed. And Lord said, stay where? Why did he want me to stay there? He wanted, there were some virtues he wants training. I was being trained. You know? Praise God. Hallelujah. So that's that's the training. That's the information. that um, The teaching. The wisdom that God is instructing us with. Today. I hope we are clear. Hallelujah. Pastor, Ch- Pastor Uche, please come on. Pastor Uche is very... There is no sleep in his eyes. We need to run because we have another meeting scheduled for 10 p.m. For those who are in Lab's Wife. So we'll catch some rest. We've been here since morning, since yesterday. We've been here.
10: Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your flesh. Thank you. Your flesh was broken to us even as it has been revealed to us today through the spoken word father physically we are partaking of it we receive strength in our bodies we receive life in our flesh in the name of jesus we judge every weaknesses in our bodies in the name of jesus we kill every sickness and diseases in our body it dies now and the power of resurrection is activated in our bodies as we partake of your flesh in jesus name thank you for your blood the bible says is the blood of the new and everlasting covenant We give you praise we give you all the glory you are in a covenant with us we are once dead but now we have been made alive not to die again we will die no more we are identifying with your life we are identifying with your testimonies in our bodies in our souls in the name of jesus christ thank you for the testimony of life even as we partake of it in Jesus name Amen Never have a seat. We can never a seat. Just, um, just partake in reverence. please let yourself um, um, listen to the following announcement um, I think the next session we had mama we're going to be having this um, by 10. Okay. Hallelujah. So as we leave here, let's go and catch some rest. So we'll come back um, by 10 and um, okay. 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 By eleven. Please uh, coordinate us. Please take note of that. Um, Today is our last day worshiping here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Let's rejoice now. Praise God. Let's rejoice. Uh, Praise God. We are moving from uh, Kiev to Abram. Hallelujah. So, um, from Monday, we'll be parking. Please, if you have a chance, please, we will need your uh, support. Just come around and help us uh, to park. So, from, you have already moving some things today. So, from tomorrow, Monday, or Monday precisely, we'll be, you know, doing the major uh, parking. Praise God. So, let us bear that in mind. And the first service we're going to be having in our new site, um, is a communion worship. Communion worship, hallelujah. So we're going to be opening that place by engaging God in worship. Hallelujah. Please let us bear that in mind and prepared towards that. That will be next week, Saturday. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah, communion worship. Praise God. the spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's bear that in mind. Hallelujah. Okay. If you have your offering, let's give our offering. If you have your offering, let us give our offering. Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory. We thank you for I want us to be, I want, I want to stand on our feet um on the behalf of the body of Christ. Let's Um, appreciate God for what God is doing on the behalf of the body of Christ. I want us to appreciate God. I want us to thank God. I want us to worship God. I want us to give Him all the praise. The Lord has been faithful. The Lord has been faithful. The Lord is coming with instruction, direction, clarity, understanding, revelations. I want us to thank Him from our heart. I want us to put this attitude. I want us to, you know, you know, to push our heart but by 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 giving him times, worshipping him from the depth of our heart, telling him, Lord, we are not taking for granted for that which you are doing in our midst, And we know you are doing it in the body. We thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor, Father. Thank you for your intent. Thank you for your Thank you for your will. You are making known to us. This is our rejoicing. This is our confidence that that good work which you began in us, Father, you perfect it. Thank you, Father, because we know we are changing. We are transforming in the name of Jesus Christ. Your intention is being made known in our souls, in our bodies, in our families, collectively, individually, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord thank you lord thank you lord so we declare today that we shall live i say we declare i say we shall live and we shall not die i say we shall live and we shall not die we will declare the goodness of god in the land of the living glory to god hallelujah can we share the grace The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy is following us all the days of our lives as we are the house of the Lord now and forever. Amen. Shalom.